Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. <laughs> you are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, yeah. Laws in the building. Yeah. We got Aaron and we got guests joining us. Jeremy John, he ain't really a guest. He family. You already know. Right. In the building, know. rocking out. Uh, forced, before I get into any of the topics we got today, because it, it's, it's a plethora uh, of topics, First of all, my mouth is feeling like Buster Douglas hit me with a two-piece combo, dog, because I got my wisdom teeth taken out. So my mouth is still jive sore. But we, show must go on. Y'all already know how we get down. Our mouth sore, whatever. I don't know if y'all been beat up before. Y'all ever got beat up, young? Uh, you ever been beat up, y'all? No. <laughs> no, I my mom used to beat me up, but not no, <laughs> not no Joe Blow on the street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cousins beat me up. Nah, ain't no one else beat me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, oh, oh, Big Bro definitely used to put the hands on me when I was, because uh, I was smaller than that bam up until like seventh grade. Yeah, dog. I just remember, though, I got beat up one time. Mouth was all bloody. Couldn't he eat my food at the dinner table. That's how my jaw felt. Ah, that's how I feel right now. But we, but 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 scratch all that. We got a guilty verdict. What's happening? Huh? Guilty, guilty, guilty. Ain't no innocent. Cole ain't in the in the deliberating room for Martin. It's all guilty all across the board. Did we get justice? That's right. You already know. I mean. For the time being, I mean, for for at least this case, uh, we still got to see eight weeks from now what the judge decides to sentence him. Does do they are they going to sentence him uh, to the full extent of the law? Is it going to be consecutive uh, convictions? Is it going to be concurrent? You know, those are those are the key things because if it's uh, concurrent, meaning their sentences are running at the same time. I mean, Joker could be I'm out in like 12 to 15 mo. years, like if they decide to do it that way. Now, if it's consecutive, then you got to serve one term, then the next term, then the next term. So, you mm. know, hopefully it's consecutive and hopefully, man, hopefully Minnesota takes it. Uh, uh, they, they, they push it, man. Uh, we have already seen this is the second officer in Minnesota history to be convicted of a crime like this. The first one was back in 2017 or 18 when that um, Somali, uh, yeah, the Somali guy uh, murdered the uh, the white woman from Australia. And that was the first. And this is the second in the state of Minnesota. So hopefully- No, and, that, and apparently that situation was an accident. The Bama was pursuing somebody. She jumped out in the dark. Bama blasted her. Caught the hell. Yeah, you would you would think that with this trial that the presence that they had with that one, because I believe he got 
what, 20 plus years for that? So we need to we, we need to see something more than that for someone who knelt on a, on a man for nine minutes. So no, they said that the, the deliberation was quick, 10 hours, which is which is uh, I mean, I, I don't I, the little little jury trial I had, that jump was like we was in the room for like maybe two hours, and I was like, hey, look, bro, come on, man. The dude and let's just get out of here. But hold you on, know, hold of on, course, hold on, hold on. you done jury duty before? Dog, first of all, they put me, made me the uh, foreman on the gym. <laughs> you gotta talk. <laughs> you can't just skip over that. <laughs> Yo, I do the jury trial jump. Look, first, nobody wants to do jury duty, but I go up to the gym. I just had, you know, I dress like, you know how I dress, like I dress button ups. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, it's just how I, I dress. Everybody else, they in t-shirts, madness, flip flops, just cause they gotta be there. So the, the judge looks at me and he's like, yeah, you gonna be the foreman, you in the first seat. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at all these people. I'm like, though, why you choose me? Come to find out, I just was the best dressed of the people up that gym. So, <laughs> so it was a trial. The gym I had was a domestic violence. It was a black dude, white girl, right? So when, you, when you're trying to decide about the law, you're trying to make sure that it's without a shadow of a doubt that the person did or committed the act that they're on trial for, right? So this youngin', she basically said that the dude she was with was abusing her, putting hands on her, all this different stuff. She said they got in a scuffle, Bama mocked up her arm and all like that, right? So she had these these little Polaroid pictures. No, this wasn't that long ago. I don't know where she had a Polaroid at to take these pictures because it wasn't a digital camera, nothing. So it was a great- bro. Huh? Polaroids are in, bro. Now, now when you're trying to get a conviction, <laughs> you're trying, you're trying to get a conviction. Cell phone. Get, get the S3, dog. I need the clearest picture I could get, dog. So she takes these Polaroid pictures. So and, and then miss them as evidence. Dog, you can't see what part of the body it is. You can't, I can't make it out, nothing. Right. So I just I just want to keep it all the way honey. We in this little jury deliberating room. Uh, if for, for those who haven't been in one before, you know, you're basically trying to come to a consensus on the verdict for the case. So to me, it's not without a shadow of a doubt that this Bama put hands on her, right? It's PG County, Upper Marlboro Courthouse. It's like maybe seven of us are, are black and the other four is other. Mm. Two Caucasian. Everybody in the jump like the dude, man. We can't convict the dude. Like it's not, it's not stamp. We can't. The two Caucasians. Listen, bro. This is my situation. They like he guilty. So I'm the foreman. So the foreman is basically trying to like, what's the rationale behind your point of view or whatever? They couldn't do it. The lady said the pictures. They show that he put hands on her. So I asked the lady, I said, what part of the body are we looking at? Right? From the picture. She was like, oh, this is her neck. He had her neck. Turn the picture over. Did Joan say, oh. I said, lady, come on, man. Stop this. Stop this. That's right. You already and know. And then we had, to, we had to move on, man. Case closed, dog. Bama walked free. Now, was they in a little domestic violence type situation? Could be. But... I wasn't going to send my man to jail off of 
evidence that wasn't substantial enough to put him behind bars. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah, dog. So you gotta watch. Uh, it's an old black and white movie, uh, Twelve Angry Men. I don't know if you mm. watched it. I, I had to watch it for one of my uh, one of my classes last semester. Um, it's basically the entire movie is in basically the jury room. And, uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half, but yeah, that's what it is. And they talk about all the different personalities that are in a jury room. Oh, that y'all can get intense, though. I can see it can get intense. I mean, in this case, though, it was 70 camera angles, dog. I said it two weeks ago on the show. Well, what is we talking about? Aaron was like a little skeptical. Him and D was like, I don't know, dog. I'm like, dog, it's no way. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was skeptical. So they literally said guilty today. <laughs> I was nervous. Like I, when I heard that the verdict was coming down, I stopped everything. I was look. I got two papers to do after I get out of here, <laughs> and I couldn't even focus. I said, "Yo, let me watch this thing." Man, I had to go to the bathroom a couple times, bro. Nah, man, I was nervous too, man. I was nervous. Oh, I mean, what's this mean? Can we? I mean, at least for the time being. I guess we can breathe a, a small sigh of relief. Can we do that at least? You know, I, I think for the city of Minnesota, a lot of people have been hurting, you know, just different things have been happening in this country to finally get, you know, the judicial system to, you know, be in your, in your favor in a sense. And I know it still has to play out, but this is something that, you know, is uncommon. <laughs> and and unfortunately it just shouldn't be that way we should expect the right verdict it's like it's like watching uh, uh, like a baseball game and they make a bad call and then they go to instant replay and then they just stay with the bad call you be like hold on bro what is you doing bro what is the instant replay for if you going just like what is we doing and it'd be other stuff that caused them to like stay with the wrong calls that have nothing to do with the game. You know what I'm saying? Cause ultimately you're just trying to get it right. So, you know, to have the, basically the whole situation on camera from start to finish, to have the trial played out, start to finish with America watching. So no funny business. I used to, you saw even like as early as last night, they tried to like throw in a mistrial on the humble with the Maxine Waters, you know, making comments and stuff like that. I think that was a last ditch effort by the, you know, the defense counsel. Like, yeah, what can we do? Like the camera angles ain't in our favor, dog. Nobody really want to see you walk. So we got to at least try for a mistrial or something. That didn't work. Um, So, I mean, I guess I guess we can celebrate a little bit. Yeah, man. For the day, we can talk about. I mean, they're not gonna tear the city up at least. But you, who knows, young city might get torn up off the off the victory. You see how Bama Zach when they win the Stanley Cup, they just. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, we got many more cases. That's the problem. So you know, they got it's gonna be touch and go all this year uh, with these cases, man. But we'll see. Speaking of cases. Deshaun Watson's uh his uh legal defense team finally came right, out with some no. with the hammer, dog. They finally addressed these women, said that they're lying, uh, went through the uh the what they're using to to basically substantiate uh their case. 
uh, his defense lawyer has categorized these women in these different like buckets. So he's saying seven plaintiffs willingly worked or offered to work for Mr. Watson after the alleged incidents. Okay, that sounded a little sussy. Three plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually had with Mr. Watson. Why would you do that? Okay. Three plaintiffs lied about their alleged trauma and, re and resulting harm. Five plaintiffs told others they wanted to get money out of Watson. That sounded a little suspect. And five plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts. So essentially, the 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 defense is trying to paint these young as uh, swellers, liars, not trustworthy. I haven't heard swellers. Scandalous. <laughs> I, I mean, do you think that this gives him a little bit of space now? Can Deshaun breathe easy? Go ahead, Harry. I don't know why I don't want to keep talking about this jumping before we get a ruling or anything, but it doesn't change anything. It, it changes nothing at all because public perception is the Bama's guilty. You got 20-something plaintiffs. You, you went through a list of plaintiffs and listen how many different groups you had to name. It's just ridiculous, dog. It's too many numbers for us to just assume of course they want the bread, but we can't just assume that, they, um, that they're that lying because they want the bread too. Mm -hmm. Like if Deshaun Watson touch your butt, you don't want to go get the bread. You right. Um, you right. I, I, he still has that one criminal uh, criminal charge against him, the one woman. So that's the one that he really got to be looking out for, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But I think his legal team, that, that's a strong, that's a strong uh, rebuttal. I mean, it, I, is. I, it is. I think it, it gets you a little bit of breathing room, though. I, I definitely believe that. Uh, before we get back into to the conversation, we got Mr. E. Proctor, my man, the hybrid. What's good, son? What's happening, bro? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, man, dog? I, I know I, we got you specifically on here because you are artists in the DMV. You making music. You making waves out here. Uh, one of the few artists that I feel like keep it all the way 100. Like, you, you don't be swelling in the music or making stuff up. You 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 put, you know, you can sing. You can rap. You can, you can compose. You can make the, you do everything, bro. Like, and the hybrid. No, when did you when did you realize like you had a talent like a real talent in this? Um, six years old. Uh, my father discovered me at six in this room. So my father used to listen to a lot of Luke Vandross and all them type of people and everything. And like he was listening, he's listening to him and now and don't be a fool. Don't want to be a fool. Like every day, like we go to school and all that stuff. So like one day I was in this room. And he came on the radio, and I just bust out singing at like six years old. And he was like, "Oh, oh!" He turned it down. He was like, "Do that again." I started singing and everything. And then he was like, "Well, you can sing." And then my mother put me in the church choir and started from there. 
No, yeah, no, I, I, and I, you know, we, we, we got history. We played football. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We, we, we all day. My brother. Yeah, of course, all day. And then when I found out like you could sing, some people would be like, oh yeah, they can sing, or they make music and stuff. But then when I heard the talent, I'm like, young Bama be singing for real, dog. Like yeah. he, he got skills, young. I mean, I know you went go go bands, and and you've been, you know, putting your talents to use. You know, what is that like? You know what I'm saying? Is it is it a is it a hard life? Is it is it is it fun? You know, it's it's all the above, but it's you gotta have patience and you gotta you gotta know what you're getting into. Like when we, so I started go go at 15 and 3DB and like all right, so I had an advantage at 16, 17. I, I met you know Wincy and LJ and Backyard, and they basically told me like if you're looking to make a million dollars in this, you ain't you ain't in the right business. You know what I mean? Like you can make some money, but they do it for the love. They say if you do it for love, it'll pay off. And I just you know what I mean? Like as far as with the go go, I just always put my 150 percent in it and made sure I you know gave my all. So because I feel like every time I hit the stage, you know what I mean? Like I told people like. For that hour, two hours I'm on that stage, that stage is, you gotta let people know that's yours. I learned how to sing, like how to actually sing, like not just, you know, sing, but sing, sing, vocally, technicians and all that shit. When I went to do Godson for a year, um, I soaked up the vocal side, like as much as I could. And honestly, when I was supposed to learn in two years, I learned in one. Mm-hmm. And I just transferred that over to Go-Go. And I mean, that's what you just hear. And, and even my music, you know, I still do my technique, still breathe correctly, still do harmonies or whatever. I just try to give as much as what I've learned and what I do and be true to myself, you know what I mean? Like you said, I, I'm going to give it to you 100% E-Proc, the hybrid. It's mm-hmm. not going to be nobody else. And you can say, well, did he do this? And somebody said, yeah, that's actually get you what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So was, I just so try to, I- you know, be true. So I know you got a new project coming up. Just tell us about the project, how you came up with the name, you know, what what kind of inspired it? All right, so my new project is coming out Friday. Friday is my birthday, 42321. Um, my favorite album back in the day as far as singers was 8701, right? And I didn't like so I was probably like a teenager, some like 16, 15 when that album came out, maybe a little bit older, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I just realized like 20 some, almost 30 years old, that was the date that the album came out of. So, you know, just like that, I said, you know what? I'm gonna release the project on my birthday, you know what I mean? Because usually I release my projects on days like my birthday, my son's birthday, mm-hmm. his death anniversary, stuff like that, you know what I mean? You know, the days that mean something to me. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, hell, instead of taking up your time trying to you know, think of a name, name it the date, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. your birthday, it, it's, it's you, you know what I mean? You, you, it's no other choice but to do that, you know what I mean? And that's why I came up with it. And um, I will say from the last album to this album, it's a whole lot better. And a lot of people, was, they said they liked the last album, you know what I mean? And Glenn that John. Yeah, you know, Glenn Sun. And, mm-hmm. and I honestly feel like it's a whole lot better than that one. Like I gave you, I gave a lot of like, Live feels, there's a lot of instru- like uh, instrumentals with live like instruments in there. You can actually hear the bass, you can actually hear the drums and stuff like that. I got an Afro beat on there I'm using. You know, it's 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 different. It's, I'm still giving you the hybrid with the rap people liking the singing, the R&B, you know. But it's a very different project, and it's like I can honestly say it's better than the last one. You know what I mean? But y'all hear that in three days, and okay. well, you know look I mean? out for it, bro. 
I, I got all I got platforms. All streaming platforms. Oh yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely support. Hey bro, I got one more question for you. What would you tell to another artist that's trying to like, you know, be heard, be seen, get in the game, you know, it, what, what what kind of advice would you give give an up and comer just trying to, you know, you perform um, all the time, you and you know, you you heavily in, ingratiated in the music. So Yeah. Um my my it depends on what the artist is doing. If it's a go-go artist, I tell the go-go artist to lock in. Mm-hmm. And however you want to perceive that, I'll tell them just to lock in. Lock into what you do and be the best with it. It's like, like, I think Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches because he tells his men to do your job. Mm-hmm. Do your job the best you can and let everything work like an engine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell somebody in Gogo. Now, as far as an artist that's doing mainstream music I am doing now, if you're in D.C., I tell you, leave D.C., there is no market here. There's no industry here for the music. You have to, you can go establish yourself somewhere else where the, you know, the industry is and then come back here and make one. But as far as right now, and this, and this is insight I've gotten from the, some of the so-called gatekeepers and people that have certain positions. There is no market to break artists here. But if you're going to try that, if you're going to do the work from here, just stay consistent. Like, keep giving them quality music. You know what I mean? Keep giving them your face, like keep just, and another thing is do you and don't listen to what people say. Because when you start doing music, you start rapping, singing, people are gonna say you sound like this person, you're trying to sound like that person, and somebody's gonna say, this doesn't sound right. They're gonna try to say all this stuff. Keep doing you. You have a vision. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody tell your vision because sometimes somebody try to take your vision and make it theirs and take what they got from you and give it to someone else or, give, mm-hmm. or try to use it for themselves. Yeah, so in all phases, you know, just just do you, you know what I mean? And you'll be all right. Yeah, that's that's solid advice, man. I well, we appreciate you, you know, taking the time out, you know, just to uh, you know, chop it up with us, man. One, we one, can, I, can I say one, can I say one last thing? One last. I mean, thing. If it, not about the Cowboys, though. No. Not about. I'm just messing with you, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> he, he knew it was coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a question and it's a comment. The comment is. The Cowboys would not win the Super Bowl until Jerry Jones dies. Might be true. And that's that's from a, li- a lifelong diehard Cowboys fan. And if Dak wouldn't, if he would not, if he wouldn't have paid Dak his money, I would have not been a Cowboys fan or nobody else fan no more. I'm letting y'all know that. <laughs> and, yeah. and my question to you is, who's your guys quarterback? Hey, see, go ahead, man. See, he, <laughs> he, you know he had it. You know he, you know it was coming. Couldn't just, just, just. You know it was coming. You, you look, y'all had it up off the expense of us. Y'all beat us twice and and, and badly one time, and then and, and I saw y'all y'all just had it up on OSS. But I love y'all though. I love this. Show. Hey man, y'all, y'all we appreciate doing, man. appreciate you, man. Hey, be safe all day. Keep Always. doing your thing, man. Keep chasing your dreams, dog. Your inspiration, everybody, all, all, all of us, man. Trying to you know chase our dreams and appreciate do what I'm trying to do, man. And, and during football season, man, I need, I need to get man have me like a little hybrid session. If if we win, if we lose, then then I'll just I'll turn it on and turn the camera off and just let it play and I'll listen. <laughs> All right, man. All right, bro. Man, E prop. You said what? He's an intelligent man. He's a cowboy fan. <laughs> I know y'all love them cowboys, man. Hey, look, we going to we gonna get into the cowboys first, but we still on that other Texas team, the uh Deshaun, 
he gonna be man though listen he about to walk free i feel like his his lawyer got more smoke in the gun he got more bullets to shoot this was just the first one now i don't think he's going to jail let's be clear but he got a lot of money supposed to be coming to him and i don't know how any team is going to allow him on the field with all this stuff going on he's not playing in 2021 or two He's playing this year, dog. Oh, yeah, we got wings on this thing. Wings, Betty. He's playing this year. He not getting suspended. He's playing, dog. All the all the the, the douche, the, the 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 lawyer that's supporting the women shot his his biggest weapon, dog. And it didn't take him out. It didn't kill him, dog. And now. It's like it's like you see that big dude and you out in the spot and you swing on him, cock back and swing and steal the bama, and then he like kind of go back, but he don't fall, and then he like kind of like shake it off, and then you realize this bama is six six two two eighty five about to choke slam you like the rock. It's over, dog. I feel like Deshaun gearing up and the way his lawyer is talking, like he ready to go to court asap. Let's do it, and you only act like that if you got if you got the, uh, the 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 information in your pocket to move like that. If this baba walks scot free, I'll dinner for two for you and the wife. Wherever y'all want to go in the city, <laughs> <laughs> wherever y'all want to go, not happening though. So again, man, we we gonna see, uh, we gonna see, we gonna see. Uh, did y'all see? I didn't have a question of the day, but did y'all see? LaShia Clarendon, do y'all know who that is? Nah. The, the WNBA player who who tweeted the amount of black men who drag our league and blame women for their problems while not making the connection to how that's exactly what white people do to you regarding your race just blows my mind. That's the double whammy, being black and a woman. No! So, <laughs> let me yeah I'm, leave me out of this year <laughs> let, let me say this um when it comes to WNBA players and most women athletes in the United States I don't I can't really speak about overseas too much um obviously it would be great if the women and specifically this is WNBA if they get paid more they are getting paid more because they got a new CBA, which they worked on and agreed on compared to the one that was previously done. For a quick recap, the previous CBA, the players were only getting 20%. Now they're getting 50%. So now we're actually seeing six and seven figure deals for the women in the WNBA, which is good. And I understand that. Now to talk about what is the young lady's name again? LaShia Clarendon. All right, Miss Clarendon. Um, that that quote is highly misinformed because do you know what the viewer who has the highest demographic when it comes to WNBA viewership? And say this part loud, Jeremy. Make this gotta be super clear so the people in the back can hear. 64% <laughs> of all WNBA viewership is black men. <laughs> so I don't know how you can then fix your mouth and then say 
black men are tearing us down and black men are the reason why the sport is in the way it is. Look, don't get me wrong. They are sexist black men out there. No one's going to, I'm not going to sit here and be naive about that. However, you can't make a blanket statement like you said about black men when black men are 64% of your viewership. So is that just like 64% of your salary too? If we talking about ratings and all these other kind of things? It's it's ridiculous, man. Like is it so so when when I hear statements like this, it's just convenient. To quote my man Kevin Samuels, the prophet, we <laughs> we are the, the most attacked. It's so easy to attack us. Just for any reason, anything can just be our fault. And unfortunately, this is this is becoming a new day. You can't put this on us. I said it last week. If women want something to thrive and be booming, it booms. It booms. First of all, they're the they're the highest consumers of, of anything. Most of the stuff is catered to them. So I just, I, I mean, this was just one of them internalized issues that came out. And because of the platform that she does have, she felt empowered to say this, but anybody in their right mind would, would call this statement ignorant very ignorant and i and i say that with with no hesitation it's an ignorant statement it has nothing to do with, do with her being a woman or anything else you want to put in it it's just the fact that it's just ignorant um because i mean there's a lot of people who could, who who need to be supporting this game <laughs> jeremy pointed out the stats black men are the highest supporters so and, and it's and, and it's black men who are actually like around our age and older, <laughs> like, like the actual spending. You know, the, the people who can actually spend money in their lives right now. We got we got a little bit of disposable income. We can spend now. You know, we are the ones, and, and that's the problem. Um, I, I am starting to get tired of this narrative that especially black men aren't, aren't supporting the WNBA just because of some online trolls. Like, I mean, these are trolls. Like, stop focusing on the trolls. And really, I believe the WNBA needs to be like, you know what? We're the WNBA. We're going to try and market to women. Stop trying to market to men that don't like you. <laughs> like, it, like, you have men that like you, but you want to market to the men that don't like you. Market to the men who like you and women, because it's a women's game and girls. Make have have some of these nights at these games, ladies' night, and do things like that. Where See. ladies get in the building, probably half off or whatever, but there's gonna be different promos, the different No, if it's a bunch of women, Mavis is gonna follow. <laughs> you already know. Mavis <laughs> is gonna come just to see what's happening, dog. Exactly. He'll be like, yeah, it's all these. <laughs> Listen, I yeah. That, that, I mean, real quick. so why didn't she bring it? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Why didn't she bring up any of those other groups? I'm it's curious. Not, it's not convenient, though. It's like it's like walking into it's like walking into the boxing gym, looking around the whole gym, 
You see a Bama over there, John, he look like a beginner, and you say, man, I crushed that Bama over there in the corner. That's what it's like. And then the Bama who's in the ring, Bama hand speed on 99, you're like, ah, I'ma just. And that that's that's exactly what it is. Bama's be picking and choosing. And it just seemed convenient and an easy target to just blame, you know, black men for the issues that are going on with the WNBA. And, you know, <laughs> there's no consequences ever when anybody has anything negative to say about black men, when most of it's made up to begin with from all of the subgroups. Like it's a bunch of narratives that go around about black men are just outright false. And nobody, there's no consequences, no lobby. It's just like, oh, it wasn't true. Oh, okay, what's the next story? But when it's these other subgroups and Bama's get stuff wrong or say something that people feel like is hurtful and things like that, then worlds collide. They get canceled immediately. <laughs> I just find it interesting. And if you dig more into it and her, and you know what to look for, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, dog, the numbers numbers say it enough. The numbers tell me the story. I I mean, the other stuff, yeah, what do you call it? Contributing factors? You can go ahead and log them in. But on the surface of it, it's ignorant. It don't make no sense. And it's, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if your dad wasn't in the house. Don't hate black men. We don't hate you. He's 64% <laughs> of the viewers. I don't know what's going on in their life, but we don't hate you, so don't hate us. We, we the ones rocking the orange hoodies out in public. Actually buying. And the hoodie's tough. The orange, the joint is tough. It is. Yeah. Buying the shoes. We if you make them. good gear, Batman's a mess with it. That's the thing. Exactly. I had several pairs of Cheryl Swoops uh, shoes in high school. She had some of the best shoes ever made, Nike dress. And I was rocking them. Even though they came in women's sizes and I was wearing a 14, I had to <laughs> squeeze my foot in like a, what was like a 12 and a half, uh, was the biggest size they had, I guess, at women's. But dog, like if you make stuff that people like, if you build it, they will come. So nice. stop pointing the finger and figure it out. Dog, bring have Oprah night or something. I'm telling you, Oprah show up in the state. You'll fill the stadium out. Have her talk for 15 minutes. Michelle Obama is a lot. Michelle Obama, dog. I'm telling you, the jump stadium would be packed out. We're not gonna act like they ain't have to move venues just to keep the dollars right. And mind you, we we've had like before he passed, Kobe Bryant was going to Sparks games all the time, and. The attendance was what it was. LeBron was going to Sparks games when he got to LA. Mm-hmm. We have countless NBA stars that go to the WNBA game. So we can't say, oh, it's not, we can't say it's the NBA players not supporting. We can't say it's black men not supporting. Like at some point, women got to support the women's league. And I agree with what Draymond Green said a couple weeks ago. It's just, it's Draymond Green's delivery. People just assume he's an idiot. So like, oh, this idiot, he can't talk, he got an accent, he talks good, he's not intelligent, but he's correct. You all need to be going to these companies that are supposedly giving you money and demanding more. Like, like the money gotta come from like people with actual money. Entities with actual but that's money. the thing. You can't demand more with no leverage though. Well, they, they got some leverage, especially this past season. And I think this is the year where it's going to be make or 
I'm not gonna, I don't want to say be extreme to say make or break, but last year we had the Wubble, which um, mm-hmm. of all the professional sports in America, they were the only ones that actually gained in viewership. And that mm-hmm. was because they actually were on ABC and CBS more often than before. My understanding is this year they're going to continue doing that. So, in essence, oh, it's consolidation, dog. That's that. That's good. <laughs> in essence, it's going to be more. It is, dog. And, and remember, back in the day when the WNBA started, their games used to be on Saturday and Sunday on NBC, mm-hmm. and then that disappeared. So, of course, you just missed people, like because you put it on ESPN or because you put it regionally. Now you have it on national television. So this is the year we're going to see. Because um, the NBA postseason is going to be playing at the same time. Major League Baseball is playing a full season. MLS. Oh, you watching? We'll see. I watch every once in a while. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a huge WNBA. Like, like mm-hmm. the Mystics on my team. I know uh, Della yeah, Don. Uh, Don. Okay, yeah. Uh, 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 Cloud, you know, mm-hmm. Emma Beesterman. You know, they're good. And they're fun to watch. But at the same time, Harold, you know this. You just got a, you just have had a daughter. I only got so much bandwidth. Like I only got so many sports Facts. to watch. Like even the uh, even the NBA, I gotta I gotta really pick and choose which yeah, game I you watch. Right. And right. ultimately, a lot of uh, a lot of people just need to understand the the NBA is where it's at because of casual viewers and the excitement of the NBA. The WNBA is a fundamental league. You're going to get certain people who like fundamentals and you're going to get certain people who like entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think you just need a market to those who love fundamentals because there are people out there. And stop trying to worry about the people who don't like you. And it'll never be the NBA. We got to get to that point where we stop pretending. It's not going to be equal because the game is not equal. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but it's not equal. It will never, ever be the the NBA. Women will never watch at the viewership level that men will watch. Period. Because one, because it's sports, but it's, it's not going to happen, and that's okay. It's okay. You can be successful. It can be successful and not be the NBA. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I agree. Agree. Uh, speaking of unsuccessful, Bryce Love cut from the Washington football team. Bama had the injury. Why did he go back to school, bro? He should have just came out when this Bama was going to be a top 10 pick. Easy. Went back to school, tore his knee up, came out, just couldn't get right. Third round pick, wasted. Gone. Oh, and Bama was just talking about, it's crazy when the, with the draft do. I mean, shout out, shout out, Jeremy. We got the collaboration uh, draft event coming up. Uh, April 29th is going to be live. We going we got a little, some special stuff planned for y'all. I'm going to try to work on some giveaways. Let me see if I can take out a loan for like 10,000. 10, we got some giveaways. Some we stuff. can give away a PS5. If we have something like you get the first 10 picks here, PS5, we can come up with something. Yeah, we we made some. I mean, we've done. I've done giveaways in the, in the past, and you know what I'm saying. And and not no little bush ball giveaways like, <laughs> oh, he go half drink bottle water. You know what I'm saying? And a towel, like nah, some real like real gifts. So um, definitely rock with us. But uh, the draft dog is so critical. You gotta get him right. 
who do y'all think? I mean, Washington at 19, that's a little weight. Do, are they going to move up or are they just going to stay there? I don't know what ammo they have to be able to move up. All the pieces that they could have moved to get move up in the draft, like, uh, what's your boy name? Kerrigan and Trent Williams, they fumbled those moves. So at this point, everybody that they have is kind of young and part of that core. I don't know who you would be able to add into that and be able to get something in return. Which you gonna give a Heineke? Or I mean, I don't know who would be left that's young-ish with enough potential to be able to garner a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I, facts. Facts. I, I. I don't know, dog. I just feel like. Oh, I, I, I've been missing the, uh, you know, we live on the show. Uh, shout out Van. He said Paige Buckner out of UConn is must-see TV. Yes. Um, yeah, but I was, I was still a cooker. I don't care. It's, it's, Remember we had this discussion a while ago? If, if, uh, That's the greatest, young, dog, the greatest <laughs> young you can pull around. I'm, I'm st- dog, I ain't played ball in a year and a half, dog. She might get more than five points. I'll put Duke and Tweeter. You can whatever. The six eight young that was bodying a Batman that's like my side. You know what I'm talking about? I can't no, think of her name. She won't score. Don't, stop, Harold. Stop. <laughs> size and size, dog. Yeah, you're, right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. No, young your size, it's probably no holes ball. It's like, but it's a six eight young. Yeah, there's nothing you can right. do, though. You're right, though. I'll be embarrassed. Though. Turn the <laughs> turn the camera off. Turn the camera off. Uh, he's nasty. She's. Uh, uh, Van says, uh, success is a reflection of realistic expectations. So, talking about the WNBA, like their success is, is the ex- like realistic expectation. That That is, a, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, shout out my man Meg CZ on here, joined us. Um, all right, so at 19, is Washington because apparently we've been choosing defensive players our whole life and. I guess since 2010, or the last 10 years, we've only chosen four offensive players in the first round. So does the trend continue? Do we stick with the defense? That is, I agree with you. I don't think you can, because I think you're loaded on that side of the ball. The best free agents you brought in this year was uh, William Jackson III. Um, and you still have some glaring holes on offense. So I think they need to uh, get some O-line help. Uh, well, actually, the linebacker position is terrible. If they can get a linebacker at 19, a top-level linebacker, they got to pull the trigger on that. But outside of that position, I think they have to try to help uh, whoever the quarterback's going to be um, start to have some, or at least shape out some long-term success for the offense. Yeah, I saw that uh, one mock draft, and this is me, this is me, like, you know how we think super positive for our teams, no matter what. Like, we just think best case scenario. Uh-oh. But I saw Devontae Smith as a potential for the Washington football team to select at 19. Now, I'm not really, I'm not confident that, I won't put no amount of money that he would be available at 19. But if he was, I would be sized. I think it's a better chance of happening than you think of him falling further than you are with the way people are jumping up for quarterbacks. Way up for quarterbacks. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would like that. I would like that. Now, at 10, Jeremy, your your squad, the Cowboys got the 10th pick. Do you, is there anybody in particular you're just saying like, they need to get this person? 
Uh, Patches are saying the second. We need DBs. He's one of the best on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly, but it's the injuries that I'm a little scared about. So I'm not, you know, I know that he is supposed to be the top rated cornerback, but it's the injuries I'm not sure. Now, obviously, we heard the news about Kyle Pitts possibly being there. It gets what? interesting if Kyle Pitts actually drops. At 10? That's a cheat code. Though. There's no way he's going to be there at 10. Their offense is going to be loaded, though. For real, I'm hoping he's not, so the decision isn't tough. <laughs> I just want it to be like, all right, we got the best person that was at 10, and now where we having to decide, should we load up? Now, you know if it's Jerry, he don't care about He's going to get the best Bama who... Kyle Pitts, you can't let... You can't... You cannot pass up. But yeah, that's that's the rumor that he could possibly drop to 10. Uh, and at some boards, that's where he is, so... I mean, I just need it to be easy for for uh, for Stephen Jones. That's what I need for my Cowboys. Uh, the defense needs help all the way. So out of the seven picks I believe we have, or six, I mean, five of them need to be defense, man, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if y'all mess around and get Kyle Pitts, who'd y'all draft last year? That's a, that's a monster. Last year, uh, CD From Lamp. Oklahoma, yeah. Lamp, dog. They offense would be loaded. CD, Amari, Kyle, that, Zeke. Zeke, because he was dealing with COVID last year. That's what Which we call it just good, though. What's, what's your backup man? Backup, oh, Tony Pollard. He nice. I think that's the formula, though. I think people try to get balanced too much in the NFL. I think you get dominant on one side of the ball and then build the other side of the ball. I think that's the quickest way to get yourself from being trash to consistently having a chance in the playoffs at a title versus teams trying to build both sides and be balanced and they're not really great on either side of the ball. So it's like a toss-up every year. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the, the method of Ron Rivera to just build the defense, just defensive player after defensive player. I mean, and it's kept us afloat because if you can at least, you know, hold teams from scoring, you got a chance. Though you get a little bit of offense, Alex Smith, no, no way that Alex Smith should be winning games on one leg. But when you got a defense that be striking and you know, even the perception that they they lock down vicious, it help you. It help you, dog. So I agree with that. Young, know, get dominant on one side of the ball and just supplement. Um, but second half of the year, they were definitely dominant too. Dominant too. I think they don't get the credit because of the way they started giving up thirty for like four out of the first five games, but second half of the season, they took these bums to the playoffs, so. Yeah. 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 Speaking of bums to the playoffs, on some basketball, Curry, is he going to take the, I know you and Jeff, is he still paying out wings on? uh, He didn't respond, dog. I ain't ain't get a a pigeon, ain't come back nothing. Ain't no word. (laughs) uh, No word. So, I don't know. Maybe Um, I'm listening no more. Yo, Curry had 49. This Batman's on a tear. I mean, last week I said, I was like, is it anything special? And we was like, nah, they losers. But now we got to look at it again, dog. The Batman is frying. Like he's frying, like game on rookie frying. But if you want to put it like that, Westbrook was out there cooking solo, frying, but his team was winning. 
Like, you can't be frying and miss the playoffs because we take points away from Wizards players when they do. But Wizards is trying to get there, dog. It looked like they trying to make a push. They won the other night. Seven out of the last uh, 10, which is not bad. But do you want to put some bread on these bams making the playoffs? <laughs> you want to put wings on these juggers making the playoffs? I don't got enough money for wings. Alabama got a little seat. We got a name. Bread getting desperate. Yo, so, I'm be at the soup kitchen in a minute. Way back. Looking for a hand though. I'm trying to tell you. Talking about that, I went to Costco yesterday just for some diapers, and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So, I never knew how much diapers cost till I went to my first baby shower. And I didn't know what else to bring, so they was like, just bring diapers. Yes. So I went there the day of, and I was looking at the prices, like, what the f***? Babbles is paying for this every, like, every time you gotta re-up on diapers? Bro, and them, and the and babies, them jokers go through them jumps like three a day. You can go through three, three a day, sometimes four. Three what? They, diapers. Man, let me tell you, my, my one-year-old going through like almost 10 a day still. Dang! <laughs> I'd have put him drink in the backyard like a dog, dog. That's too much brain. I'm, I'm trying to get him, I'm trying to get him potty trained. Like when I go to the bathroom, I, I bring him with me so he can see what I'm doing. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't get me wrong, like I could afford it, but it was just a shocker because I didn't even look. I needed two cases. I got two cases, boom. Went to the register and they were like, 100 something. Uh, what? Whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> For two cases of diapers, $100? That's just, he getting the 64 pack, dog. He getting the 64 pack. You gotta, you gotta get, yeah. Each pack was $40. But that only lasts, what? 16 to two weeks if you say he's going through 10 nah, <laughs> This guy been getting the walking dead pack, dog. That's, <laughs> it. That's, it. That's the joke for three seasons, dog. This guy the box is huge. It's like show <laughs> don't even fit in the car. You gotta get yeah, Uber. But it was I, we got so much from the baby showers. Oh yeah. Like, so that don't help me down, dog. Baby shower saved our life. No so bull. He personally, he's a he's turning uh 18 months next month <clears throat> me personally i didn't buy diapers until he was like a year damn so when i actually went and bought i was like oh this is wild <laughs> yeah, dog, and then it's like, like different sizes yeah yeah different sizes luckily my son is sitting in that size three he ain't really grown too much so. oh that's what i'm saying yeah we done we done gave clothes away kids just grow so fast young you can't even yeah bro they grow exponentially fast. Right. So, nah, I, I, yeah, definitely break your pockets. Uh, what the Wizards need to do in the offseason, young? Yeah? They need to spend some money? On a coach? <laughs> That's the first thing, dog. Scott Brooks got to go. Who you want to bring in? That need to be the conversation. Let's get this started earlier. But they get all started. Right. All right. Who? Dog, Mark Jackson, dog. I don't care if my man holding Bible studies in the locker room, dog. I mean, I, yeah, I'm a little biased because I am Christian, but I don't care, dog. If the Batman get W's, he coached Batman's up right. What's the problem? You can't be, he can't be slandering the homos, though, in the building when they park for all I know. The, the Batman been banned from coaching on the sideline for almost <laughs> two years. So I, I think he's learned his lesson, dog. I think he's learned his lesson. If if we can't get Mark Jackson, we need a Mark Jackson type. Sam okay. where someone that's gonna Sam reckless, dog. Sam is like if if uh 
Eric E. Proctor was coaching the team. Say <laughs> whatever to them Bama's dog. No, fear. it works though. You saw how good Bradley Bill and John Wall got when that Bama came on the stage. I think that was the biggest jump we saw in them from like that because they both got better. It seemed like every year they were in the league. But when Sam Cassell came on as assistant coach, I think that's when we saw the biggest jump and them jumpers start making playoff room. Do you think they will? Do you think they would take? They will bring him in though. No, I, mean, I don't like think they would bring him in. But I think he would be a good option here. But wh- real quick, why? Why? Why hasn't Cassell gotten his? Is there something that I just don't know about? Oh, Sam it's too Cassell. much Baltimore on him. Hey, That's what Sam Cassell, dog, he a wreck, dog. He one of us. He one of us, but he he not even one of us, dog. He. Dog, don't let the tie and the dress shirts fool you, dog. He is that's why he's all the players rock with him heavy. Cause he's one of them. He don't play the game the same way other people will, yeah, he, will he play the game to get a he, job. Exactly. He not he not going, hey, Mr. No code switching, none of that, dog. Like that's why, that. go ahead. No, nah, I'm saying, and that's why he's such a good assistant, because He's almost like, I remember I used to work at a camp and I had this kid, he was like the baddest kid at the camp, but I used to use that kid to like govern all the other kids. I'd be like, young, hey, Dylan, go tell them about him to sit down and chill out. And then they would just like listen to him because he was like one of their peers kind of. So he kind of functions like that as one of their peers. So for a head coach, it's good because when you can't get through to the players, you got a guy in San Jose who going to get through. Nobody, everybody respect him. He not going for the for the play play. He gonna keep it a hundred with you. They know he don't really care. So, you know, even players who might like, like man, whatever. Like some of those coaches try to code switch and play both sides, and the players peep it and they were like, man, listening. No, no, no. They know the Bama really don't care. So I take Charles Oakley too on that note. A Bama like that, I'm tired of these Joe blows that people really don't respect. I'm tired of them though. If you gonna take somebody that was in the league. Take somebody that was a cooker or was a factor in the league, whether it be like a goon, Bama's like Charles Oakley or Derek Mason type Bama's. Like, don't give me a Scott Brooks or don't give me a Randy Whitman. Like these jokers, no. No, it's not the same, though. Who you taking, Jeremy? Who you want to see? I mean, I think the Mark Jackson's, I mean, he's making too much money on TV. I saw, I don't, I don't know, but he's a strike. With less stress. Yeah, with less stress. Um, man, I would have. He, he seems like he's doing well, but I would have gone with if uh, Lloyd Pierce was still in Atlanta, I would have tried and got Nate McMillan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's who I would have tried to get, get. And he's already showing that since he's been the interim head coach for the Hawks, I believe they are like they have a very good record. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say what it is, but they got a very good record since they uh, since they uh, put them as the interim head coach. And I mean, Atlanta ain't more talented than the Wizards. Facts. <laughs> like, and we in the same division. It ain't like we in another division or another conference. Agreed. They are not more talented than the Wizards. Agree. Agree. Yeah, nah. I mean, we need somebody new, dog. That's the first thing that has to happen. Like... You can't, dog, if you got cancer in your body, dog, you cannot talk about, no, like, you got to get rid of it. Got to come out first. Scott Brooks got to be gone. That means Tommy, too. That means clear house. <laughs> I mean. Besides Jerry, come on down. Like, you got to clear uh, house. 
Listen, I looked I looked in the picture the other day. I had my arm around uh Tommy Shepard like this. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you the black dap and it tricked you. It tricked both of you, but it got you. I looked at him, he looked at me, he was like, Bama smiled in the camera. No, I thought it was all real. Bama's Madonna <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> That Bama's did it. Three card Monty on me, dog. It stole all my money. <laughs> I can't even, dog. Real quick, talking about Tommy Shepard, I'm listening to a podcast. Uh, it's about the New York Knicks. So they speak about Ernie Grunfeld. And I forgot how good Ernie was as a GM for the Knicks. And I just don't understand what happened when he came to the Wizards. Dog, it was a new era. It was a different era. At that That's time, probably dog. what it was. And just he didn't adapt, dog. It's 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 millionaires, dog. That are old, got old money. That if you put them in this climate and you told them start all over, bam, will fumble. They couldn't do it. They be Bad. like, what? Like how? Like it's because at the time this Bama like got the millions, dog. Oil was still coming up out the ground. All types <laughs> of things. Like that's the best analogy you ever had on this show. <laughs> no, no, it's just the truth. No, even me, I'm like looking at TikTok and all this. I'm like, young, how the Bama's navigate this stuff like this, young? Your mind will be scrambled eggs trying to figure out how to get paid in this environment, dog. If you, if you're not like built for it or bred in it, you know what I'm saying? So that's how. Imagine paying hundred thousand for a degree twenty years ago. Now a lot of that is worthless. How mad would you be there? Dog, it's crazy. Dog, oh, education was three hundred k loans. Yeah, it's crazy, dog. Um, Brooklyn Nets, they, the stars on the team only play seven games together. Are they going? Does that even matter? Do we just need to wait to the playoffs and then watch them Bamas just all fry together like dream team? They gonna watch through the whole week. They have a little bit of trouble with Philly, but everything else they watch them too. Is that what they really doing? Just trying to like get ready just to just to make that run? You know how it is with Bamas that play ball, dog. Like uh, the Bamas that sorry for real, they gotta be laser focused all the time. They gotta work on certain stuff. They gotta just like everything gotta be perfect for them to even have a chance. When the cookers come together and get on one team, it's gonna be some rust, it's gonna be some stuff. But once Bamas get in the motion, dog. Like talent in basketball overpowers everything. Like this is not football. Like it ain't about practice and all this other kind of stuff. Like once Bamas get in the rhythm and figure out the roles on the team, they gon' they gonna run through these. And if anybody out there wanna put wings on that, I'm taking all bets. Brooklyn coming out the East. I believe they're coming out the East, but my a few weeks ago I was probably gonna say it was a 90% chance they're gonna come out the East. Now I'm at like a 75, 80 due to Kevin Durant just can't stay in the lineup. And that's what's scaring me. Like, I'm not sure. I feel like he don't want to stay in the lineup, though. I feel like I feel like the way it looked to me the other night when the Batman got his thigh hit, thigh contusion, the joke, I, first of all, that injury does hurt when the Batman like knee you in the thigh. You, you definitely want to sit down and relax. <laughs> if you can, you will. Maybe. And I hope that's what it is for his sake. Because, I mean, yeah, I may slander him every once in a while, but I still like him as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want the best for him. But 
that's the part that got me a little nervous with the Nets because we saw this last year with the Clippers and I understand the Clippers had two other, they only have two big name players, but it's Kawhi and, and Paul George and they had only played 15 games together before the postseason started. And that was what ultimately cost them against the Denver Nuggets where they didn't know what to do at the end of games with the talent that they had. And hopefully that's not the case for the Nets. Hopefully they get the finals so it could be an entertaining finals for whoever comes out the West. Clippers. Clippers? Clippers and Nets, chalk it up. <sighs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree one one aspect. That when the cookers do unite, though, it's nothing you can do. Nothing you can like, do. That's just, I mean, we just know that to be a fact, though. We've seen it in basketball. We've experienced it. You know, when you show up to the gym and then one, two, and three on the team, it's a W. And then after the game, he'd be like, y'all won't pick new teams or y'all won't leave it how it is? <laughs> and I'm like, no, we go, no, 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 stay on the same team. You know how it goes, huh? <laughs> Or the, or the opposite, when you walk in the gym and then you look across and like the team that you playing, they got like cookers that you know, bona fide cookers, you're like, oh, snap. Like everybody on the team not gonna respond the same way as you. Like you may be like, young, all right, yeah, I'm ready for these bammers, like whatever. But it's gonna be like two other bammers in your team that's gonna look and see who they got and be like, I don't know if we can win. And then, but you need them Bamas, though. But when they got five players that there's nobody on the other side, they're looking at like, I wonder if we can win. They're not even thinking. That doesn't even cross their mind because in their mind, it's like, dog, who's going to beat us? <laughs> oh, it's just different mentality. One time, at Boys State, you know, the Bama, Keith Williams used to train like NBA and D1 Bamas. So one time we used to go, we used to go and play during the day, like in the, in the main gym. So Bama's like, we got next. It was two NBA niggas and two D1 niggas from North Carolina. You remember when Melvin Scott, who was the other dude that was there when they was there? Playing regular Joe Blows in school. <laughs> it's that kind of truck. Bama's eyes get big, like, oh, no. Nah. Like, they gave up the game. It's, <laughs> it's over with. It's over with, dog. It's over with. And that's the thing. Like, that's what made Golden State so, so you know, treacherous, though. You looking, like, where's the weak link? Golden State? I'm saying at the time when they had oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they had the the, the the roster that was just stacked. Injuries. That's the only thing that could save you is an injury. That's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna see, man. Uh yeah, I said I don't I haven't even been watching soccer, but the super league they trying to start up with the yeah, with all the best European teams though. It's kind of tough though. If you like, this is the blueprint that these NBA and NFL basketball, well, NFL will never do it, but these NBA babbers need to look at when it comes to like, how can we make this move and be able to cut out the middleman and, and really have the ownership? Because you don't need to make the same revenue if you're not splitting it 50 50. You don't need to go dollar for dollar. It can be figured out. You put the right minds together. Oh, it can be figured out. I, I don't know too much about like, uh, uh, what they call club soccer. I mean, I literally just picked a favorite team last week <laughs> because I like their colors and, and I, I like Manchester City simply because of that. And um, and I like what's his name, Raheem Sterling, if he's still there. So that's <laughs> uh, Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne. But yeah, like it, I'm seeing the, the the reports on on ESPN and 
just the fact that they're spending a lot of time on sports center even talking about it means that this is a big deal so yeah right because in america you know we think everything we have is the greatest and the best in the rest of the world soccer is it it's like bitcoin is now and that's how soccer is around the rest of the world so it's like when these kind of moves start to get made it's just different my my uh my co-hosts and i were kind of talking about like the model over in europe and we're pretty probably most of the world when it comes to soccer uh do you think the nba should i guess really fill out their farm system so then we can have enough teams to do relegation because that would be fun i think it wouldn't work from a business standpoint only because the way the rest of the world views soccer and over in Europe, they'll watch those BC league teams and be able to fill up those stadiums. Okay. They can't fill up the D league roster. You can't even fill up some of the NBA teams with garbage rosters now. It's true. So I just think from a marketing standpoint, the dollars just aren't there to be able to sustain it. Unless you like retract the team, some of the teams and make it all smaller, have like eight NBA teams and eight B level. You know what I mean? It'll have to be something super crazy that none of the owners would go for. Yeah. Yeah. They're not doing that. They already made millions. Am I still clipping? Yeah. yeah. All right, let me shut up. You got the varnish. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Well, I mean, uh, while, while Harold said no, um, there was something that I did forget to, uh, to mention when it came to women's basketball. I think one thing that's going to really help the women's, not just NBA players, WNBA players, but just like women af- athletes, is if uh, Congress approves the name, image, and likeness when it comes to amateur players. Because uh, Forbes put out an article a couple weeks ago that said, based on the both the men's and the women's basketball tournaments this spring, that the most marketable person was actually Paige Beggers. I believe out of all men's and women's players and they're saying what if she was able to market herself as a freshman or even as a senior in high school like you're now creating a brand before you even get to the pros and I think that that is what has helped the NBA that we had players like Kevin Garnett and Kobe and T-Mac and then obviously LeBron who people were following since eighth grade and then you know Dwight Howard the very next year and then all those guys uh, that came and even now like Zion Wilson we, we knew about him since sophomore year of, of high school I think that's going to help women athletes obviously actually let me not say obviously because we just saw that Paige Beckers would have been the most marketable person when it comes to the college game so we will probably start seeing more women when it comes to endorsements making more money than the average male athlete. What do you think about that, Aaron and Harold? I think that's actually a genius connection to make because essentially you become an independent contractor in college. And if there's money to be made, of course, these people are going to take advantage of that, whether they have agents or whoever taking care of the business in their corner. Like we got this opportunity, we got that opportunity and be able to build that build themselves as a brand um, before they get to the league, which of course is my number one thing for why the viewership is lowest because nobody really knows who a lot of these players are. So I think 
100% if the company that you work for, which is essentially what the NCAA is, even though they're not getting paid, they're basically like employees, isn't doing what they're supposed to do from their end because they get what they can get out of you and then they don't need you anymore. It makes 100% sense for them to be able to do those things for themselves. And I think that will close a big gap as far as why there's not enough notoriety for a lot of these players. Of course, there's always like a Maya Moore or, you know what I mean, like uh, Della Don and certain players, Tarasi at one point. But everybody can't be that huge player and everybody shouldn't have to be that player for the league to be sustainable. So if you have even that, just that recognizability, if you were to bump into them at a subway or something, you know what I mean? Just wherever to be able to recognize who these players were, whether you're following them on Instagram or whatever the case may be, I think that would definitely help revenue for the entire league and for those players. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I think for sure that the the current model when it comes to amateur sports is just broken in America. So to Draymond's point, all of these people that are supposed to be pro-woman, why isn't that narrative being driven in all over the place with a lot of these other narratives? That needs to be one of the... I didn't even know that was the case until yeah. you just brought that up. Yeah, man. That was Forbes that, that had that article that she was the most marketable... Uh, basketball player of both tournaments and I believe in the top five there was another young woman that was that was in there and I think this is exactly what Draymond is speaking to this kind of thing where the people who say they support these women who say they're all for equality and they should be making more money all these people who want to be advocates when it comes to having the opportunity to take a shot at black men or whoever else where they want to blame need to also be stepping up and trying to drive through this, uh, I guess, legislation or whatever the case, or at least make bring notoriety to it as this is a way to help bring the women or close that gap when it comes to the earnings between the women and men when it comes to basketball. Yeah. Um, Harold, you have anything to add to that? No, I agree 100%. Am I still clipping? No, you're good now. You're good. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I just, yeah, man. We got I mean, hours to do that, and I think it's going to actually help the college game because then you might get more athletes saying, "Oh, I'm gonna just stick in college and make money on my endorsements and get better before I go to the pros." So, so this is a thing. I, I think I think it's an excellent idea, and it's it makes sense in theory, but. <laughs> You know the NCAA is not going to open up Pandora's box. That's why I'm saying don't leave it up to them. Put the pressure on them like you do everything else, like they did with this trial today. Put the pressure on them. Call it sexist, because that's what it is. Mm. You leverage the same talking saying, points that you use against black men, use those against them. <laughs> you say just do it. And then they Whether you believe it or not, because they say stuff to us they don't believe, why can't you take that over there? That's actually a great point. Also, pressure your politicians because, I mean, there's a few of them who are already trying to get this done, but you got to get more of them on board to come up with these bills because they got to come up with the bill to basically force the NCAA at this point. NCAA, like Harold said, ain't changing. People with the bigger bread just come in. Like, once you think you got to be like, okay, yeah, we got the signatures, boom, boom, boom. They were like, all right, we're going to get back to you tomorrow. As soon as they leave, another Bama come in and he say, John, what the number gotta be for you? Got the bigger check. <laughs> for, you to, for you to rip that piece of paper up and throw it in the trash. Like, yeah, no, I need to do this. The people, my constituents, 
I got one zero, two zero, three, four. <laughs> and the guy like, all right. He like, look, we can spin it this way. Then they just come out. They're like, they just hold. Cause, cause in this day and age, stuff is like a flash in a pan. It like, people get up, then they just, then they forget about it. Then they, then they just, so. I had no clue the legislation was even on the table until Jeremy said something. And you know I'll be tapped into the politics. I had no clue. No clue, though. I feel, um, I think, I'm trying to remember some of the names. I think Bernie is one of them who- uh, Most likely. Who, he already is like, he, he already is day. down for, for that. I think Bernie is for sure is one. It's like three Democrats and like, actually two, three Democrats and like two Republicans are like ready for this. You might, you might want to go ahead and tweet her. Uh, what's her name? La, la something. What was the girl's name that 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 tweeted the black man slander? Oh, Lydia, Shady, Clarendon. Yeah, La Clarendon. Yeah, go ahead and tweet her that, Jeremy. Uh, let her know there's an avenue if she want to. Uh... Yeah, man. Y'all do it. <laughs> hey, appreciate our, our guest joining us, Eproc. My man, Jeremy. Like I said, we got the draft party coming up. Yo, the joke gonna be so lit. We not holding no, nothing back. We done did the analysis. I done went back and watched the tape three or four times. You know, even back as I caught a bum, I'm going back looking at the tape just to make sure, you know, my eyes is telling me the truth. We got a lot of stuff we setting up for it. And it's gonna be dope, so, so definitely tune in to the draft show, uh, tell your friends. Um, I actually made up a meme today. Well, it's not a meme, but it's like a little, little TikTok jump. I'm about to put on IG for the people. But yeah, only way is like, I mean, it's gonna be a success anyway. I mean, cause it is what it is, but it will be better if people are engaged and tuned in and stuff like that. It's definitely gonna be something we're trying to, you know, get people engaged in and involved in. Um, and tell people to su submit that your top 10 picks. If you get it right, we're going to give away something big. Yeah. Ooh, to one person. We're we going to give away something. It might be a PS5. That's where I'm leaning right now. But top 10 mock draft. Yeah. You heard it first. Well, you earned the big money. So if we say <laughs> y'all getting the PS5, then, then y'all getting the PS5. But Yo. you got to get it right. <laughs> I was about to say some Chick-fil-A gift cards. Remember yeah, that? That, that was it. <laughs> That was gonna be trying to. That was gonna be trying to put in like multiple. No, no, no. You only get one, one, one try, and you got to be watching during the show. That we gonna have three. Like you got to be watching three words or, or clues that we gonna put on the screen to verify that you watching the draft train. If you got the, the the top ten and you got all three words during the drink, then you get a yeah, PS Five. You already you know. Gotta claim it in ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Or well, I'm a happy. My <laughs> Oh man, shout out to Wes Buffy Podcast. Shout out to Kicking It with G Man, Lance J Radio, Free Age Radio. Shout out to uh, Jenna Garcia. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. I ain't seen Talk, talk to Tasha in a minute to see how she doing. Uh, shout out to, uh, I would say Sports Reality, but he right here, dog. My <laughs> man, Jeremy John. And uh, who else we give my shout outs to, dog? No D today, man. This is uh, my son's birthday. 
So, see, go ahead, dog. We can't be adults. I almost made it today. <laughs> you can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up. We've talked about Let me speak. How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do 